ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Clue, exclusively on Premier Streaming Network. We want to thank everybody for the uh, positive feedback last week's episode, and uh, hope everybody got a chance to listen to it. And to our new fans, you can check out our old episodes in the archives, and uh, you can also watch the YouTube clips on YouTube, because moving forward, eh, you may not be so lucky. But you will be lucky enough to watch them on Premiere Streaming Network, your show on Premiere. How about that, huh? Look at us. Well, uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. That is at Kickout Crew. You can uh, like us on Facebook. We have a Kickout Crew podcast on the Instagram. And uh, TikTok is Kickout Crew. Just search for that. You'll pretty much find us. I mean, hey, it's your show. That being said, I want to welcome everyone to another fantastic episode. Boy, golly, I'm pumped up. Some would say this could be a gold medal episode. But uh, that's enough of me rambling. I'm going to kick it out to the crew. So, uh, huh, Brad, what you got for us this week? I got a lot. I got a lot. So, obviously, I have a key to the house, right? The house I live in. I would so assume. We, so, well, hopefully. Uh, Lotus and uh, my wife went to Penn State last Monday, and we didn't have anybody to take the dogs out. So, she gave my key to uh, the girl Steph up the street so that she can get in the house and, and let the dogs in and out. And I said, well, why my key? Like, well, because we're going to be here, here, this and this, and we need to have our key. I'm like, fine. So a day goes by. Another day goes by. Third day goes by. I can't get in the house, okay, because I still don't have a freaking key. So I'm like, hon, I need the key. She's like, you let me in. So she's working. She's on her work phone back and forth, acting like I'm really annoying her, okay? I'm like, listen, you're the one that took the key from me. So she lets me in, fine. Forget, I forget all about it again. I forget all about it again. So then I leave again, I come back, and that, again, my son locks the door when he leaves, and the door's locked, and I can't get in again. I'm like, hon, where's the key? She goes, I'm going to make you one. I'm like, what do you mean you're going to make me one? She goes, well, Steph has to have the key. I'm like, why does Steph have to have the key? Because she lets the dogs in and out, and Lotus is like, she's done it twice. And I, I'm like, why does Steph have a key to the house, and the guy that owns the house doesn't have a key? She's like, I'm going to have one made for you. So, fine, whatever. So... She still hasn't had one made for me as of a few days ago. And then we're in the car and Frank says, well, I have an extra key. She says, well, all right, cool. all right good. She goes, yeah, remember because you said this, 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 and this, that I have an extra key and I'll give it, I'll give it to dad. She goes, okay, go ahead and give it to him. She goes, he goes well, I don't have it. She goes, why not? He goes, I left it at my friend's house and I slept over. I'm like, great fucking story, Frank. Like, what? so finally I get a key to my own house. I'm just saying it when it was a, 10 days. And first off, this whole thing with Frank leaving the key, like acting like he had a key for me and he's not even there. Ah, it's just driving me up a freaking wall. Second thing about Deb this week, I, and I know you guys are all my Facebook friends, but many of you out there aren't. She actually literally said this. She had on a tank shirt, look great, shorts and uh, sandals, and says to me, do I look good enough to go to Walmart? I'm like, well, you don't have pajama bottoms on and you have a bra on, so right off the bat, you're all set. <laughs> good enough to go to Walmart. Have you been to Walmart? I know I've been to my Walmart. And everybody looks like a freak there. So yeah, you look good enough to go to Walmart. Maybe actually, you maybe look too good to go to Walmart. All right. Mm. Penske All truck. Right. You should see. You should see the Walmart down here in the south. It's it's pretty bad here too, man. I'm telling you, it's pretty bad. It's like, I definitely man. got that question before too, and I'm like, as long as you don't have pajamas on, we're good. Actually, if you have pajamas on, you fit right in. <laughs> so then there's this Penske truck in front of me. Uh, I'm on my way to work. And there's a Penske truck in front of me and the back door whips open, right? The back of the truck to get into the, all right. 
So the guy has to, and there's stuff in there. So the guy gets out. Now we're at a red light. The guy gets out to close it. I'll tell you, you know, you live in an asshole town, Philadelphia. When people are laying on the horn, like you would not believe this guy just has to do this. Can you leave him alone? You see the door is up. I'm sorry if you're going to be an extra two minutes late to work, but this guy has to close the door. Stop being an asshole. If it was you and your car stalled out or your trunk went up, we, we would, I would expect the same thing. Finally, uh, life is made of moments. And I know that you guys do not necessarily like baseball except for Devin. But I have to give uh, a shout out for the Philadelphia Phillies last night. Michael no. Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen throwing a no-hitter. And Weston Wilson. Okay, now Weston Wilson is a 28-year-old that just had his first major league at bat in the major leagues. He was a, he was a minor league baseball player. He was 28 years old, and he hit a home run on his first at bat. Life is made of moments, and it's just it, – forget the Phillies. Forget all that. I know I'm a fan, but it was uh, – a very special night for them for that reason. It was cool watching his dad like lose his yeah. shit. That was pretty cool. I'll give that. Twenty eight years old. You're you know you're gonna have bull Durham stage of your life. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the, Is the, it gonna happen? Type of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. bull Dur Like what's his name? He said I have most. I'm coming up on the most home runs in the minor leagues, which is kind of a dubious distinction. He said, but <laughs> uh, it's good to see him get his moment like that. So yeah, I did have a lot this week. Um, all right, one more thing. So I'm watching this <laughs> show. I'm watching this show called. Uh, based on a true story uh, it's on peacock and it's uh the girl from um it's the girl from big bang theory penny and she's oh. married to a guy and they find out that their plumber is a serial killer all right so they're they're broke so the whole idea is is they proposition him to like to have a podcast and he's the serial killer is going to be on the podcast oh you know like that so they actually literally have the actual serial killer on their podcast. Now, there's another show about it's called The West Side Ripper is the name of the uh, killer that a podcast that is like basically like The View meets The West Side Ripper. And these two ladies talk about The West Side Ripper. Well, it's just funny in life that the, the two ladies that don't have The West Side Ripper on the show have 500 million views and they have 13. I guess it's all about who you know in presentation, isn't it? Good to be on the premier streaming network. Back to you. There it is. <clears throat> I like that, Brad. That was good, uh, epic stuff. Uh, shout out to the guy for the Phillies throwing that in a uh, van's cleats too. Thought that was a uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> so, man, uh, Kelly Cacao is that? I don't know how to say her last name. Is that yeah. her name? Yeah, yeah. I know you Kelly Cuccio, Cuccio, right? <laughs> I don't remember. Either. I have no idea how to say. It. <laughs> I don't know. She's the blonde neighbor, right? That that one of them married. Yeah, very good. Well, people uh, who don't know it, not everybody watches the show. Yeah, but you know, you do know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, we all know. you know. I do know. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Brad. Uh, glad to see you know. Glad to hear. And hey, welcome to having the second replacement key to your own house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's funny. It's funny because I have the key to Brad's house, but Brad don't. <laughs> Gotta go beat the dogs, man. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what's coming up next. It's Devin. So Devin, uh, let's keep this ball rolling, huh? What you got for us? It's Devin. That's rare. Normally it's Mike in this spot. So but it's I don't always know how to Brad follow... first, though. <laughs> always always brad first i uh i don't have a big like rant on a bunch of stuff like brad did but i do i i 
I do think this is kind of connected to our topic of the day. So this is wrestlers and people in the wrestling atmospheres, personnel and careers before they were actually in the business. So I, I just have a few of them that I jotted down. Uh, Michael Cole, who's the broadcast analyst on Monday Night Raw now, the head commentator. He used to be a reporter and journalist for CBS. I don't know if any of you guys knew that. I think I did. But I don't remember. Seamus, he was a bodyguard for the band U2 in Bono. Trandy Fatu, she was a backup dancer for Flow Rider. I did know that. Flow Rider? Flow Rider. That's how I learned how to spell Florida. And Trandy Fatu is married to Jay Uso. Or, or Jimmy. Jimmy, not Jay. I caught it. <laughs> it's because it looks a lot. I mean, you get the name They're wrong. identical twins. I'm sure she screwed it up before. Trish Stratus <laughs> used to be a gym receptionist before she joined the WWE. That's a hell of a gym. I'd buy a membership there. Are we supposed to be giving commentary? <laughs> <laughs> this one I thought was fun back in the day. Paul Bearer was actually a funeral director. No kidding. Find out about that in the archives. <laughs> a lot of the archives. Yeah. All right. The final two I have for us today. Kofi Kingston used to work in the advertising department at Staples. Hmm. I did not know that one. No, no. I'm pretty sure most of most of the world didn't. <laughs> and John Cena. They're back too. John Cena, the biggest one, uh, could possibly be the biggest superstar today. Back before it all, he was a limo driver. Did you know John Cena lived in his car in California before he wrestled? <laughs> it might have been the limo. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was like a Lincoln Continental, and uh, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> close to limo. Yeah, but um, no, if he had he done, I don't know if y'all know, it was a TV show. On Peacock, it's called Heart to Heart. And Kevin Hart does interviews with different guys, and he does an interview with John Cena. And John Cena talks about stuff that he really hasn't talked about a lot on different interviews, man. It's it's actually pretty interesting on what John Cena talks about. Because I didn't know he looked at his car, and he did it because he wanted to, not because he had to. He, he'd always go back home to Boston or whatever, in back in Massachusetts. His parents told him, you can come back home anytime. He says, no, I put my heart and soul into this because he's wanting to uh, – he didn't originally didn't want to be a wrestler. He wanted to um yeah, he got his degree in working out. What I don't know the, the, the exact uh, degree he got, but it had to do with working out, basically. Got my degree in, in uh curls. No, it was it was it was no it was like tank your body and stuff like that. So he was uh working at a I wanna say Gold's Gym where he ran into the rock. And he was about to join the army. The next weekend, but a friend of his asked him to go to an to event, and when his buddy asked him to go to watch the show, that's when he got interested back into wrestling. So he was we almost didn't have a John Cena because he almost went into the army. Yeah. It's pretty interesting what they talk about, man. You can check it out; it's on Peacock. Heart to heart, he'd have been a good prototype in the army. Oh, 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 oh dynamite dropping, <laughs> and, and it's a good interview. Really, I think he'd really like it. That's probably why his persona was so, like, decade towards the military. 
He was a military Honestly. guy that, uh, for the troops and all that. He always did a good job. Yeah. yeah. Come on, give us one more, Devin, right off the top of your head. Um, Who was a porn star? Anybody? Uh, not that like, I what, know. The era? <laughs> you know like... Tell me about Maybe the Godfather's hose. <laughs> Tell me about the hose. Uh, before Victoria was a pro wrestler, she was one of the hoes. There we go. All right, good job. Always end on a hoe note. <laughs> Back to you, James. Oh, that was great. <laughs> well, I think gold medal stuff right there, Brad. And I think that goes well with today's agenda, you know, because it uh, seems, uh, well, it just seems uh, some may place, but at least you made the race, you know? That being said, what is today's agenda, Brad? Well, today's agenda is gold medalists first match in the wwe so we have who are they can i name them we're not gonna name the match right i don't want to take your thunder away james i don't even anyway, know who you're talking about who this. are the gold medalists in wwe you suck dun, dun. you suck and uh we don't have really a, dun, 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 a theme for the other one yet do we <laughs> yeah i can't remember what it so, was actually. Uh, we're gonna be talking about kurt angle and uh gable steveson today Devin. <laughs> thank you for the correction last week pal Oh, no problem. I mean, his name should be Stevenson, but that's cool. Well, you know, just tell the yeah, tell his family, his whole lineage. Man, missed it in. Take the take the N out. Back. To yeah, you. that's today's agenda. Gold medal stuff, Brad. Yeah, that was a terrible way to deliver it, but I, I did it. <laughs> I sure as hell did it. Hey, <laughs> at least you're on the podium. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, I guess what better thing is to jump right in to uh, match number one. <clears throat> and what is match number one? Well, I'm glad you asked. It is Kurt Angle versus Sean Stasiak from Survivor Series 1999. It took place November 14th of 1999 at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Hmm. It had an attendance of 18,735. It had a buy rate of 448,000. Had a match length of 5 minutes and 56 seconds. And Dave Meltzer, yeah boy, gave this one one and a half stars. But that's enough about that. Quick bio, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, how did we get here? So, it all started... Back when Kurt Angle was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He became a high school wrestling champion and then a two-time national wrestling champion, a three-time NCAA All-American, a five-time USA freestyle champion. He was a 1995 amateur wrestling champion. And then eventually, the 1996 Freestyle Wrestling Olympics gold medalist with a broken freaking neck. Shortly after that, Kurt would kind of be looking to see what he was going to do next. And uh, someone gave his attention towards wrestling. So he, uh, he talked to Shane Douglas and went and checked out ECW on August 26, 1926. 
Kurt was invited to the ECW show, <laughs> and he was so disgusted by something that happened that night that, yeah, he just didn't want to be on the show, didn't want anything involved with ECW, immediately wanted to just be away from the product. Uh, shortly after that, real <laughs> short after that, he, uh, he actually had a meeting with Vince McMahon, and he told Vince everything that he thought about wrestling and said that he... Uh, he would be willing to join the WWE, but he wanted to be completely undefeated his entire career. Vince and Bruce Pritchard said that's not plausible, Kurt. So, Kurt went on his way. About a year and a half later, Kurt would come back to Vince and be in talks again, where he would sign an eight-year deal and immediately would be sent to the Funkin' Dojo to train with Dory Funk and Tom Pritchard. And just under a year, he would make his WWE debut. So, I, 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 did you have more? I'm sorry. No, I was just, I locked up with Tom Pritchard before. Yeah, we all know, Adam. Yeah, freaking first in line, best of all. Yeah, we got it, pal. You can check that out in the archives. Oh, because <laughs> we're going to talk about it every single week, aren't we? I'd skip going every other week. Dr. So, I uh, just uh, uh, we yeah. always give a cheap we always give a cheap plug to ad free shows, and I uh, wanted to say that as the top level top guy. Uh, there are some perks to that, and I actually got to talk to Kurt Angle on. I've talked to him on many Zooms. Just you know, we have a Zooms, and then you know, you each get to talk for a few minutes. Uh, I actually talked to him on the phone, and you would think that that is. Uh, and and Kurt Angle is a rigid guy. Like he he has a he has a plan. He's going to do it. He has a time limit on everything. But we talked on the phone. I'll tell you what. It was it was pretty um it was good because he he actually got a little personal, and he is he is a good dude. So. Uh, shout out to Kurt Angle. I, I was really surprised at that phone call. So let's talk about the match, huh? Hell yeah. So James, they showed vignettes before. Did you get a chance to see the vignettes? Uh, and did you, um, did you think it was heelish? For Kurt? Yeah, for Kurt. I'm sorry. No, uh, I didn't think so at all. I kind of thought that they were, uh, well, here's the thing. I mainly remember the Stasiak one because they talked about his old, his ditty, dad okay. and all that stuff. And then. I don't know. I mean, it just, I will say for the magnitude of this pay-per-view at the time, they, they tried, you know, they tried to make this like a big, big time deal. Look at that. But the idea was for him to be a heel. Would he have been a heel with these vignettes 10 years before? Oh, shoot. No. Right. And I think it would have been, uh, he would have been, the, if he would have came in instead of this Lex Express thing, poof whole different ball game you know and i don't think you got to change any of the verbiage i think huh. that it's just a different time and people took things differently and booed that kind of guy which is crazy right counterculture was big then we were told what to think and all that stuff so when you're continuously told that of course you, you know you're gonna get that rebel spirit so we have sean stasiak here if you're uh, watching on the video uh, we hope Me. you are he's having his entrance adam did he have all the tools Oh, yeah, because he's second generation, Juja. Now, heart punch, I was hoping he'd bring out that heart punch, but we didn't get to see it, I don't think. So I got more for you, Adam. Kurt Angle's entrance now. He's announced by Howard Finkel. And, Mike, what did you think about the phrase oh, real athlete? I'm sorry, Adam. Yeah, you said Adam, <laughs> then Mike. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, because Mike is written down here. <laughs> I am very, but... very rigid as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I mean, that was kind of like, I think that was added in by 
by um Vincent Man to kind of add, get added to the heel part, the heel persona. Because when you hear that, you're like, oh, okay, well, athlete, you're calling us fake athletes? Right. I think it's kind of like a dig to everybody else. I agree completely. And I just want to know, as, an, as, a, as a wrestling purist, what you thought of that. Oh, yeah, that's definitely, uh, yeah, bullshit. Talk about a, <laughs> a real athlete, my Okay. Yeah, I agree. Because they're all athletes. Just because the, the, the finish is predetermined doesn't make you uh, less of an athlete, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we saw that when you went into the ring first. Hmm. Exactly. Uh-oh. I had to tell y'all what to do. Boy, I'm so glad I asked you this question now. <laughs> Who was I asking Mike for anyway, huh? Exactly. Devin, what would you think of the crowd reaction to Kurt? Uh, the crowd immediately didn't want anything to do with Kurt Angle. Not at all. They, uh, yeah, they were booing him on his way down to the ring. I got another question for you, uh, Devin. How many days after your second birthday is this? Freaking jackass. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is three days after my second birthday. That was literally in his notes. I, I try to look back at these notes. Uh, great. James, by the way. It was 12 days before my birthday. What's up? Yeah, well, all right. James, with the announcers? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Brad. Uh, the announcers are one of the best teams of all time. It is uh, good old JR and Jerry the King Lawler. Fantastic. Man, we've heard that that dynamic duo a bunch of times. Hey, they're great. Definitely great. Fireman carry takeover by Angle. Kurt in control early. Waist lock takedown by Angle into the face lock. Adam, how do you like the amateur wrestling here, the mat wrestling? He's just showing out right now is all he's doing. He's, which I mean, I like it. I, I love the, you know, the front transition and everything right there. I like it. I'm, I'm a big time Matt wrestler type person, I like it. Could Daniel Bryan have fit into this as a three uh, as a third man? Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Stasiak armbar body slam by Angle. Another fireman carry. King actually says here, um, James, the Angle isn't into sports entertainment aspect of wrestling, but we know that's not true, right? Oh well, definitely moving forward. Uh, I especially on a lot of uh podcasts that you hear, they talk about how. He could be like the baddest ass heel or like a hilarious baby face, you know? So uh, I think uh, the sports entertainment aspect came very nice to him, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Devin, um, why was Stasiak the right guy for this first match? Well, Sean Stasiak, the second generation wrestler, he just knows all the ropes, knows the, you know, he was very technical. He knew how to be a basic wrestler. I just think Stasiak really lacked it in like uh like, charismatic department and did you know able to... uh, i don't know if you guys listen to the kurt angle show did you know that the reason stasiak didn't get a bigger push is he had to take time off for the hair implants that's what angle said on his show as a, as, a, as, as a former hair club for for men member i can relate power to you sean power to you man do what you got to do at do least it worked for him by the way it looks fantastic pal mine look like a raccoon <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear about that on episode one, and that's the only good thing on episode one in our archives. Just let yeah, listen to us talk about it in episode three. You don't even need to listen to the one. All well, right, so. hey, back getting back to the match, I think oh, it was okay. ridiculous that right right about this time they're doing so many transitions and moves right here in the ring. The crowd is just erupting with a boring chant. That was yeah. funny, Devin. Because I was just about to ask you, did the crowd give too much time before starting to say boring? <laughs> yeah, like uh, they didn't well, wait any time in, at pal. all. <laughs> they did it two separate Detroit Red Wings a chance. 
<laughs> it was 30 seconds into the match until I hollered that morning. James, it's funny you say that, though, because I as a, and I know you don't like the Eagles, but my goodness, we cannot go through anything without the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. Dude, you can't do anything. It happened at MLW. Like, freaking Alex Kane winning the championship. E I'm like, God, you guys, I mean, I love the Eagles, but you guys are jackasses. <laughs> Alex oh, man, Kane, just, you can check uh, us, him out in our archives also. I'm in trouble on that one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Stasiak in control, stomping angle, snap suplex by Stasiak, reverse elbow by Stasiak, reverse headlock by Stasiak, clothesline by angle. Angle on the microphone now says, you do not boo a gold medalist. Knowing him now, James, is this exactly what he ends up being? It is kind of funny how uh, that took on its own little life and – you know, that's kind of what got him uh, going pretty good as, like, that heel guy is, you know, I want it with a broken freaking deck. And, you know, the gold medal, gold medal, gold medal thing, uh, I think was a good way to get him going as a heel. Speaking of heels, I'm going to be a heel here, Adam. Oh. There is a headlock by Stasiak. And, Adam, I hate to say this because I do not look for this stuff, but did you see Stasiak talking to Angle in this moment? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, hey, well, uh, I mean, let me let's give them a break and say this is both of their first matches, right? It was terrible. I mean, <laughs> if I'm it seeing was it, really bad. If I'm seeing it, it's bad because I honestly try not to see it. Shout but out I mean, to that again, ref. But let's um. But again, <laughs> let's. <laughs> there he is, Mike Kyoto. Shout out, uh, at Devin's favorite show, right? Even including this one. So hey, second but, favorite. But I will say this. I Yeah, it is their first match together, so I, I give a pass. And how is uh, Angle selling here, Devin? Real quick, you know who I don't give a pass to on Talking in the Ring? Last week, when you could hear Nick Jackson completely talking to Jeff Hardy. Keep going, keep going. We want a five-star match. You know They're what, that both laid been, out in the middle of the ring. They could have been playing us. Is that it? Yeah. They could have been playing us with the whole Meltzer thing. I mean, their move is called the Meltzer Driver, right? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. They played me then. So but anyway, what was your question? Selling? I'm sorry. How's the selling? Uh, it's, it's one of your questions. Kurt was immediately good at selling, I thought. He was overselling quite a bit, but, like, he was selling everything. Who he mainly knew, like, helped him through this match, though? I think it was Kyoto. Like, you see the little, little uh, headlock there, and, like, when they go into the corner, there's another point. You Kyoto goes in, he's checking on them both. He's clearly saying something to each of the guys, saying, like, this is what you need to do, where you need to go next. Well, and he does have the IFB. Speaking of that, IRFB on Premier Streaming Network with Kyoto and Efren. That may be something worth checking out also on Absolutely. Premier Streaming Network. Shout out to Efren for definitely taking um, a different uh, approach to my Kyoto on this. Very good indeed. Shoulder block by Stasiak, roll up uh, by angle, power slam by angle. F5 to angle, right, James? Eh? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be damned. It looked like one. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Let's throw it out there. I will say uh, there is a part, like, it's around this move where uh, (laughs) fucking Jerry is saying, uh, you know, uh, well, uh, Kurt Angle, he knows one thing, and it's toughness. And he knows, by the way, he just like lists out like 10 things right after being like, he knows one thing. And then just like goes down a laundry list of shit. I thought that was funny. So look at this. I love this uh, this shot right here that Bryant put up. Stasiak is going off the top. Where the hell is Kurt? 
gone. He's nowhere near it, right? <laughs> yeah, he's doing a small thing and running away. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, how much can you miss by, right? So, uh, obviously, Stasiak misses by a lot off the top rope. True. Olympic Slam. At the time, it was called the Olympic Slam by Kurt Angle for the one, two, three win. But I got another issue, Devin. Stasiak is how quickly was Stasiak standing up after this pin? Immediately after, immediately after the count. Yeah, within five seconds. Stasiak standing behind Kurt Angle. While he's being, his hands are raised, correct? Yeah, literally while Kyoto's raising up Kurt's hands. It was just kind of like, what are you doing? Stay on the mat, sell. Kurt was overselling. Stasiak wasn't even selling. I mean, listen, again, I, I like. Both these guys, uh, obviously, huge Kurt Angle fan. Mm-hmm. Clarion University is only about thirty, is about thirty miles from where I grew up, and uh, but I mean it's their first match, so I give him a pass. But yeah, he stood up real quick. I I can't imagine what top, Dr. Tom was thinking in that situation. <laughs> anyway, that is it uh, for the match. Damn. It was fun for what it was. It was fun for what <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a first match for both of them, and uh, he was off and running. And obviously. Kurt Angle had a few good matches after that. Well, it was yeah. Stasiak's first pay-per-view match. Stasiak's first pay-per-view? Okay, so it wasn't yeah. his first match? Okay, got no, it. No, it was, it was, he had a couple matches already, but... Okay. Well, hmm. Back to you, James. <laughs> All righty. Love being well. wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I got Adam here to make sure. Well, uh, I guess we're going to go right back to Adam, uh, you know, so uh, let's well, keep the... <laughs> Keep the good times a rolling with uh, Adam. So, Adam, what you got for us this week? All right. So, um, I just let's see here. Just all I want to talk about is the referee in here lately, because yeah. you know, well, the first week I, I did it, I had one match. Second week, one match. Third week, five matches. Damn. I did a hell in the cell match or a, a cage match. I got to do a street fight. I got to do a ladder match, and then two regular matches. And um, let me tell you something. That um, a street fight, Donnie Primetime, he got beat. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brendan, for beating Primetime. You'll get to see that on YouTube coming up. Spoiler alert, he whooped that ass. <laughs> but um, there was thumbtacks and everything. I still got thumbtacks in my shoes. I, 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 didn't I take love them out. that you had to do that. I love that you had to do that because I know how you feel about those matches. <laughs> I hate those stupid matches. <laughs> no, when you counted, when you counted, let me, I know I'm interrupting you, but I have to know. When you counted, was it, you have the gloves on? No, no gloves. So did you get some tacks in your hand too? I got a couple in my arm, my left arm. <laughs> but yeah, they, they they're, they're not gimmick thumbtacks either. They're the real damn thing. I'll put them on my shoe and show you. Uh, you, you did. You sent us pictures. Well, I sent you the bottom of it. I didn't show you the whole t- uh, thumbtack. I, I believed you. <laughs> oh, I promise you, they hurt. Um, It was funny because Donnie, Donnie wanted me to slide something over, and I, and I was messing with him. So I started to move the thumbtacks out of the ring. He goes, no, not the thumbtacks, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I mean, it, it, it popped, I started laughing. I'm glad. That's I, on I, YouTube. You see me. You can probably see me laughing. But um, like I said, well, I don't know if it'll be out by the time this drops or not. But we have a new new South champion. Yeah. Uh, do you want to name that person? No. No. 
because <laughs> it may not be out yet. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. I got you. Well, yeah, thanks for bringing it up at all. <laughs> well, it yeah, was I mean, a triple I, threat. It was a triple threat match, and um, like I said, it was a nice cage match. Um, I think Dylan McQueen finally got his his comeuppance against well, he, whoever he fought, I guess. Oh, wait, keep I, it I was, under wraps. Yeah, I was keeping it under wraps. There you go. <laughs> Let's just say a two-year storyline come to a head, and it was good to see. Hey, I want to add something to your segment because uh, we do have a little extra time because Mike isn't here right now. How is Cabana Man Dan doing? Oh, luckily, no surgery. He did hurt his calf, and I felt, oh, man, I felt so bad for him because he was just getting ready for his match. He was just outside walking, and he just felt something in his leg, and he couldn't even walk on it. It was real bad. Obviously, I've seen the pictures of him within a, in a wheelchair. He's talking about being a manager temporarily. How long is he planning on being out? Well, I think the wheelchair was a um. Oh, okay. I think that was just a, a, a photo, a Photoshop picture. Kayfabe, bitch. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got but Sean is... Ross stand on the. Uh, so how long is he? But, what happened? But he is in a boot, though. He is in a boot. I mean, so I think what you saw was him riding around Walmart in that damn electric. <laughs> He's playing an electric wheelchair knowing him. I don't know if he would look good enough to be there. <laughs> hey! back to <laughs> That's called a callback. <laughs> no, he had his clothes on so he could go in around here. <laughs> he wasn't in his underwear or his business suit, so he's good. <laughs> Still can't get shopping. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he was going to have a good match with, LeVon, with uh, James's favorite, Orlando Perez. Friend of the show. I cannot wait. Can't wait for that episode. I cannot yeah. wait. Friend I'm working on. I'm working on that one. I mean, what else do you have to do? Well, I mean, he is an NWA, you know. Speaking <laughs> of NWA, shout out Thrill Billy. Yeah, Thrill Billy. Thrill Billy. Didn't he catch old Jackass McGee and slam him that one time? He caught him off the top rope. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then of course AJ Kazan, I believe, did the same thing. Another alumnus of the Kickout Crew. Jared Fritz probably counted it. Another alumnus of the Kickout Crew. Hey, it is your show. <laughs> so we got an, we got another show coming up. It'll, it'll be already happened by the time this drops, but August eleventh it'll be in Woodville at the Woodville High School tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Right, that, may, YouTube, may have happened before this drops. <laughs> uh, that is the story of that is that is us in a nutshell. Yeah, but it'll be on YouTube. It by it'll be on YouTube. <laughs> By the time this comes out, it should the be coming slam, out right, right after. I don't write SummerSlam. <laughs> but um, something I did get to do, though, I did get to referee Brandon Williams and Tyler Franks. I got to do their best of seven, their last match, their seventh match, and it was awesome. Man, just sitting back and watching these two guys just do their thing. I mean, they're, they're just they're professionals. I know Tyler's fairly young in the business, but, I mean, Brandon Williams – I mean, I, all seven matches are great, but I just felt great being a part of that that last one. I mean, there's just two professional guys that just did their thing, man. I just, I just enjoyed being a part of it, so I'm I'm having a good time. But, I mean, just check us out on New South on YouTube every Tuesday. We got new stuff coming out. Perfect. Awesome. Hell yeah. Having a good time. I'm loving it. I'm glad I got to get back in it. Thanks, Adam. I'm, uh... Glad to hear, uh, you know, things are counting on through for you. <laughs> uh, I tried. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, hey, speaking of uh, wrestling and stuff like that, kind of going a little detour on this one. Uh, <clears throat> so I was watching the news at lunch today, 
And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, kind of opened up the practice to a bunch of special needs children and all that, or well, and adults and children and everything, kind of had them have their own like day. And it kind of got me thinking like, man, wrestling does like a lot of philanthropy that, you know, people make fun of wrestling and wrestling fans and all that stuff, but they really do a whole hell of a lot for uh, the community and special needs people and everything like that. And I don't think people really give it the respect that it deserves. Like, yeah, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's fake, right? It's fake. Well, there ain't nothing fake about like giving some person with special needs or a disability their own day. Like there ain't nothing fake about that. And, uh, the people that make fun of wrestling fans and all that probably have no, their favorite acts or whatever, probably don't do philanthropy like that. And uh, I mean, it's work. You take time out of your day to do this and provide that person with a good memory. You know what I'm saying? Cause let's face it. They probably get made fun of and said horrible things to them on damn near a daily basis. So to have them have their day and maybe they can be a gold medal champion. You know what I'm saying? Let them have their moment that's a type of memory that will stick with them forever, you know, because people are really rude to the special needs and stuff like that. It happens. And uh, so the fact that they can just escape it and, uh, you know, have a special day. And I think uh, wrestling does probably the best at that. And it's kind of one of those unsung things that people never really talk about. I mean, look at the make wishes for uh, Cena, you know, it's, he didn't even want that public, but they were like, Hey man, we got to say something. You're here like doing this all the time. <laughs> so I just wanted to, point out like uh it's really cool and you especially you see the joy on their faces having that moment and that's uh the joy of our faces watching you know wrestling in the crowd and seeing good stuff on tv you know they it's just cool that they go out of the way provide a philanthropy a lot of you know donations and money and help uh raise stuff to you know help the conditions and everything and i think that's something that just gets overlooked all the time and i wanted to point out like shout out to wrestling for usually being going above and beyond when it comes to that type of stuff. And that is the spirit of being the best in the South, baby. Excellent. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's a great PSA. Absolutely. Shout out wrestling, man. When it's awesome. <laughs> like, it just really is awesome. And shout out to the Bucks for that. Yeah. yeah AEW has their own like humanitarian, like, division thing so it's really cool i like it wrestling baby it's the best <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of the best are we going to go with another gold medal match right here i think it's time and what match is that boy i'm glad you asked because uh it's a recent one and it's something else it is to dun to dun Oh, hold on. It is Baron Corbin versus Gable Stevenson from uh, this most recent Great American Bash, NXT Great American Bash. It took place July 30th of 2023 at the HEB Center at Cedar Park in Austin, Texas. Hook them, baby. That's what I'm saying. Shout out, Austin. The eyes of Texas are upon you, but hook them. Uh, it had an attendance of supposedly 4,100. Nothing's really confirmed. Um, it had a match length of six and a half minutes. And Meltzer gave this one and a half stars, the same as the last one. But uh, that's enough about that. Hey, Devin, how did we get there? So it would all start back when Gable Dan Stevenson was born in Apple Valley, Minnesota. 
His idol was Dan Gable, who was one of the greatest wrestlers and one of the greatest wrestling coaches of all time. A legendary coach at Iowa. So, Gable, Steveson, and his two older brothers, they were both, all three of them were wrestlers for their high school and stuff. Um, his in-life idol was his oldest brother. Um, unfortunately, when he was very young, his oldest brother passed away. So, he put a lot of his matches and a lot of his dedication into passion for his oldest brother. So, when Gable was in high school, he was a junior and senior state champion in uh, the 126-kilogram weight class. Gable would then go to college and wrestle alongside his older brother. Gable, in his freshman year, would start becoming cocky and arrogant and think that he's great and uh that really hit a made him like hit a brick wall is a big like a slap in the face reality because in his freshman year he had three or four losses and did not place in the finals but gable would kind of take that determination and put it on the mat and put it into work where he would then go on to win the championship in his sophomore junior and senior year and senior year, he would also go on to Tokyo 2020 and win gold. It would be a last-second victory for him as he would be down by four point, or three points with 24 seconds left. And he would score two points quickly. And then with six seconds left, he had an opportunity to score. And with 0.8 seconds left on the entire clock, he scored those two points and captured gold for Team USA. You know, um, I don't agree at all with uh, with Meltzer's rating here. Now, I, I understand that people are going to be upset with the way this ends, but I really uh, think he is way off base on this one. And I don't really argue with him much because I'm we're all just opinionated, right? But let's go through it, James. I'm going to only ask this once because obviously it's going to be there's going to be a uh, people are going to question it. Is there any? They chose Baron for a reason, but yeah. if there was anybody else, who would you have picked for his first match, Gabe, Gable Stevenson's first match? Well, do you think uh, this is? I'll answer your question. This is just me being, a, you know. But hey, Baron retired Kurt. Now he's bringing in Gable. Hmm, crazy, right? But uh, oh, good point. Good point. I do want to say, let's see, who else would be good? I mean, uh, you want to say like Dolph Ziggler or something like that, but this is NXT, you know, so I think Baron, boy, this doesn't really mean as demeaning as it sounds, but, you know, it's the NXT, uh, you know, NXT good uh, shower, I guess, you know, the, the X-Pac test or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, he's a good he's a good person to use to do this match with. I don't really yeah, I watch understand. NXT, so, because you got to remember, this is on the NXT brand. Now, this is on a WWE pay-per-view, Maybe you get Ziggler or somebody, but you know, for the NXT brand, Corbin's you know who Corbin's a good choice. You know, honestly, Corbin's not an NXT wrestler though. I mean, yeah, he's back yeah. there now, but so I mean, Dolph Ziggler was there three months, yeah, six the, months ago. Yeah, six hell, Bobby Roode went back, you know, with him. Like, yeah, put over. Hell, hell the Baker. New Day won the NXT tag titles not that long ago. I, I 
they they go back and for this reason for the right rub you know yep adam are you there buddy okay good yeah usually you put up a graphic by now and you have to go handle your cable bill or something like that so i just wanted to make oh, that's sure automatic you know, it's not a cable bill you know so baron corbin's entrance what does all this mean and uh why is the ship on fire <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay there we go so about two weeks ago um uh, after the bell with um <laughs> with Corey Graves. He's he interviews Corey Graves interviews Baron Corbin about how he's doing in NXT and how he's feeling about having to go down there. And he said he didn't have to, he wanted to. He wanted to go down there. Because he he needed a new direction. All this hefty Corbin, all this stuff with um with everything going on on SmackDown. He wanted like a new beginning. And so there's a oh there's an old saying, you know, from the Vikings. You know, if they go if they go take over a new land and they want to stay there, what they'll do is they they'll burn the ships, burn everything. That way there's no going back home or going back to another land. This is their this is them taking it over. So it's like a new beginning. So this is like what Baron Corbin did. He literally took it to heart what Coy Graves said to him. And he took it to heart and said, All right, I'm gonna go with that. So that's literally what he's doing. He's burning everything from his past. Getting rid of everything is a whole new beginning for him. Whole well, new direction. I mean, does the casual fan listen to podcasts, Adam? I mean, I don't know if that's the only place he talked about it. I just know that's where I heard it. This is just a callback from last week. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought Bob ass Corbin. I just remember McAfee screaming that like three weeks straight before their match. So, Devin, I have a three-part question for you. We have Stevens, Stevenson's entrance. I still want to say Stevenson. Yeah. I'm sorry. Stevenson's entrance. How is his presentation different from Angle's? What do you think of the hype entrance? And does this have a big fight feel? Uh, well, Stevenson actually has his gold medal, for one. Like Kurt Angle didn't have his medal in his entrance. Um, yeah, it to me, it has a big fight feel just for the aspect of it being his first match. And everyone's kind of bringing it into, like, it. it's this wrestler, amateur wrestler, this gold medalist, Olympian, the champion first actual wrestling match so there was a lot of eyes on it and a lot of you know a lot of people anticipating what was going to happen i'm not done with you now because now i have more questions now obviously we know how this match goes and how the crowd reacts we're going to get to that but is he coming off as a heel coming out or is he coming off as a babyface? we know kurt was coming off as a heel um well he's supposed to be a baby face okay that's it thank you that's all i wanted james yeah, i want to i want to add in on the uh <laughs> okay go ahead well, because you were saying, like, it feels like a big fight feel and all that thing. Is that because of, uh, like, the advancement of the video board and, like, you know, smoke and lights and stuff like that? I totally think that, yes. Because Kurt Angle just walked through, like, what, the, that ring thing? was just like, here we go. And again, it's 24 years ago. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, it's yeah. a different time. That's what I'm saying. Like, with the, with the advancements in the technology, is that why it felt big, big fight? Both of them are kind of, like, the same level on the card as well like is like around the middle of the pay-per-view like yeah so maybe that is right maybe it's just all the hoopla in 2023 that we have because you can make i mean look at that screenshot right there like it looks fucking awesome <laughs> so does. you know it does that, i think that gave it the big fight feel was the graphics and everything like that loved it but. i all right i'm you guys are gonna see me like i, I am not happy with Meltzer. <laughs> anyway <laughs> james who are the announcers well uh you know, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it is our boy, Booker T. Love him. And uh, Vic Joseph. Yeah. 
Vic Joseph. We don't talk about him much on the show. He's really good at, at down on the NXT. So we have Gable smiling, trying to intimidate Corbin. Okay, Adam. So let's get into it. What's with the let's go Corbin chance early? In all the years, no one has ever once cheered for Corbin. <laughs> I'm thinking it has to do with because everybody used to boo Kurt Angle being the gold medalist. Him coming out as an arrogant gold medalist, I think they're just going with tradition. Let's just boo the gold medalist. They think they're better than everybody. Ah, man, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get into more of it. All right. So Corbin, <laughs> on the, Corbin on the attack, very aggressive. Gable on the offense now. Corbin on the outside. Stevenson's ankle lock on Corbin. German suplex on the outside to Corbin. Um, Devin, did you think this was an odd start? Uh yeah, kind of. I was I was kind of expecting them to like Gable to try and bring him down to the mat and wrestle him around that way, and not like kind of like we saw in the Kurt Angle Sean Stasiak match, honestly. And I guess what I'm getting at as well is seriously a suplex on the outside uh, with a rookie. Yeah, but one of the one of the things with Gable Stevenson was in college he was cocky and arrogant and loved the WWE, where Kurt Angle wasn't a huge fan of the WWE. So maybe this is Gable trying to show that he's more than that wrestler that everyone thinks he's going to be. All right. And now I got to go to you one more time because this is your question. You have to ask me a question about Philly. With Steveson? Uh, <laughs> you wrote it, pal. We can come back to it. Oh, do you think Philly would love the Like, uh, <laughs> if Gable made his debut in Philly, how do you think the crowd would have reacted to it? If that? they were booed here, he would be booed there. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. We will boo the we my son does not get it. I I do cheer the heels. I do. And you know what? We turned Alex Kane babyface in Philadelphia. We turned him babyface. He was not a babyface. He was a heel. Alexander Hammerstone was the babyface. We switched it months and months ago. Alex Alex Hammerstone, he had to change his whole his whole thing. He had to change it all because we're not we're not into it. We were into the you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a heel. It has to be the hard working guy. It has to be the guy, the gritty guy. Gritty, as in the uh, as in the Philadelphia Flyers gritty guy. We we get behind that guy. We don't want the gl- glitz and glam. We don't want the Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, we want fuck the, Santa. We want, Let's snowball we, that asshole. Santa was, Santa was Santa was drunk. Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he would have been destroyed for sure. So Baron throws Gable into the post. Crowd is very disrespectful to uh <laughs> to uh Steven Stevenson again. Gable into the post. Devin. I got, I got to go back to you because I did have some mic questions here. So I'm sorry if you guys are getting back-to-back questions. I got a weird one. When a crowd hijacks a match like this, do you think they realize that they are actually disrespecting both competitors? What I mean by that is Corbin wants to be the heel. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the crowd really thinks about the wrestler's feelings. But what I'm getting <laughs> at, though, is they know they're pissing off. They know they're pissing off Steveson, right? Yeah. But the whole point is, is that Corbin is supposed to be getting heat on Steveson. And if you're rooting for Corbin, I mean, James, Adam, you can jump in on this. What's happening? Uh, So on the last match we just watched, if you listen to the commentary between Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross makes a good point. The fans pay their money to come in and they can do boo and cheer who they want to. I know, but when they hijack a show, like when they say what 500 times, or they're just doing something to do it, not because they want say, to, just because they want to piss people off. I wouldn't say this one was necessarily hijacked, but I did put in my notes, and I meant to cover it earlier, but this would be a better time than any. Uh, Baron Corbin chant, you never hear that. 
Never. <laughs> so Never. I think it is one of those. Well, here's the thing, though, is kind of the Kurt Angle deal. You know, we've heard about this guy being signed for multiple years now, multiple. And he's made like, what, two appearances ever? And then uh, we see, oh, okay, so I'm supposed to cheer this guy? Nope. I mean, that's like, that's wrestling 101. Like, I know they tried to make him the face, but kind of what we were saying about the Philly crowd, which is the Texas crowd, by the way, pointing that out. But uh, yeah, when you come out like, hey, you're supposed to cheer this guy, everyone's immediate reaction is, nope. Because that's like somebody walking up to you like, Hey, man, listen to this song, dude. Listen to this song. You'll like it. You'll like it. And they play it, and they're just staring at you like, huh? 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 You immediately hate that. Like, so I think it's one of those, like, you're predetermined, like, well, fuck this. You know? But let's go back to this, James, because I can't get past it. Now, you got (laughs) Corbin, who's been booed forever. Now, we have an aggressive Corbin here. Isn't this a Corbin you can get behind? But it is. You know why? Because that new entrance. Everybody got so impressed with this burning ship and all this stuff that they were like, oh, it's a new Corbin. Boom, started cheering it. But my problem is, is that you're trying to make create a baby face with Steveson and Corbin, who's been a heel forever, now you're bringing out this Corbin that people might actually like. Exactly. I think it's too <laughs> much like Seth Rollins and they'll burn it down, burn the ships. I think they just correlated it with that too. Let's just go with that. Everybody hates Corbin. He's been booed forever, but now you're bringing out this aggressive a new, guy yeah, a new, not cheating. A new video thing, a new yeah, all this. Not cheating. Oh! He's got no help from anybody. He has, he's got. He's just working hard and trying to win. Maybe, he's like, just that, maybe they just got tired of seeing the old happy Corbin and bum-ass Corbin crowd. They're just happy to see the Baron Corbin that we're used to seeing. But why are they facing him? Why is he faking, facing Steveson? Why isn't he facing somebody else? Why are we getting why are we getting heat on Stevenson with this brand new presentation of Corbin? Because he's an arrogant he's an arrogant Olympian. It's just weird, right? Hey, but he wasn't being arrogant. He was coming out as a badass to me. He didn't show me the way Kurt Angle did. The video package was awesome. The video yeah. package for Gable before this, sweet. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. And then the crowd's just like, boo. I don't get it. So anyway, that's a rant for sure. Uh, felt like Mike for a moment, huh? <laughs> Corbin back in on the offense. Corbin chance. Corbin picks up uh, Gable on his shoulders and drops him face first off the top rope. Adam, are they making Gable look weak at this point or building Corbin back up? They're building Corbin up. Mm-hmm. Crowd firmly behind Corbin. Um, I, I I can't even read what I wrote, but what is... uh? going through Gable's mind, Devin, when the crowd is acting like this? Um, I think, honestly, he's, uh, I bet he's not freaking out too bad. I bet he's listening to, to Baron Corbin trying to get through the match. They'll, uh, they'll address it in the back and go from there. I feel like this is just his first match. Go through it. I would, yeah. I would imagine that Corbin's like, hey, man, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> like, it hey, man, whatever happens, just embrace so it. Let's just go with it. You know, like, I got well, you. I'm going to get to that. It. I'm going to get to that, Adam. Suplex City by Gable. Very Brock Lesnar-like, which I love. Both on the outside. Clothesline onto the outside to booze. Devin, who do you think was going to win at this point or even before it started? I 100% thought Gable Stevenson was going to win this And match. why wouldn't you? <laughs> why the fuck wouldn't you? Right, there but here's is. the thing, though. It's his first match, but it's Baron Corbin's new persona. Yes, it so makes no what... sense that they're wrestling each other. I think you that's why we got the finish that we did. 
You have a guy in his first match, and you have a guy that you're building up again. It only made sense for it to end the way it ended, but why? Why? I I don't know. Because anyway. this is his first. <laughs> because this is Decent's first match. There's a thousand wrestlers. But who in it? Who was NXT at the time could lead him to a good match? Oh, there's plenty of you could brought in Dolph Ziggler again. You could have, but yeah, he was. Yeah, just but they already had a storyline going from NXT though. I got they, it. I these got guys it. have like the 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 NXTs before this. They were already building to something. Brawling on the outside, big reaction from the announcers. The ref is counting, and we have a double countout. But did you hear how how faster how how much faster the count was right here? Oh yeah, well, you, when the ref's ready to count, he counts. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd hates it. Yelling, this is bullshit. <laughs> yelling, yelling, this is bullshit. Um, so Gable dropping the straps now, like, uh, like you know, I don't know, like a bunch of wrestlers do, right? Like Kurt Angle used to do. Yeah, and the crowd boos him. James, should WWE embrace this reaction, or is it just the rowdy NXT AEW indie type crowd? No, I say embrace it. Turn Gable heel and let him run through everybody. Thanks, thanks, James. When, the, but <laughs> I, when they have a rematch, pay attention. <laughs> I think uh, the entrances will be slightly skewed to uh, the way this crowd was reacting. Oh, so let me. Ask, so James, you actually think that if this was uh, done at SummerSlam, that they do you think it would have gone the same way? With the crowd reaction. See, I don't know because NXT is a uh, like they concentrate on the NXT product. WWE is kind of more of a wider scope to where yeah. they would be like, oh, Olympic gold medalist, I'm going to cheer this guy, you know, like, but with NXT, their fans like closely, closely follow the product. You know, it's niche, uh, kind of, as some would say. Kind of like AEW, correct? Yeah, yeah. So they would, they would be in the know, be like, no, fuck this. <laughs> but on the wider scale, I bet you he would be cheered. I mean, hell, he did what, like a suplex or a belly-to-belly -belly on somebody at a WrestleMania or something, and yeah. everybody just exploded, you know? So, Devin, you had a problem with the count out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was not a fan of this. I feel like Gable should have been given the victory. It's his so, first then, ever match. They're trying to push they, him. Do you maybe think we wait uh, another night to make Corbin this new character? Yeah, 100%. I'm with you guys, too, on, like, I, I, I don't think Corbin should have been put in this spot. Like, he's trying to put over this new character. Okay, give Gable someone that he could get an easy victory over and someone that could guide him through this, like Adolph Ziggler. Someone at the same status as Baron Corbin. So they're beating up all the security. <laughs> this is extremely intense. They can't stop these two. Corbin hard through the freaking barricade. Hard. And then, uh, well, hey, uh, you got to give a shout out to Gable. Yeah, this picture right here, Gable yeah. launched one of those security guards with that belly belly. I mean, yeah, he threw him halfway across the ring. <laughs> that oh, one looked really good. Yeah, he <laughs> weighs know? as much as Mike, though. I mean, hey, hey, look good, though. <laughs> I but I do want to say, what if, uh, and granted, this is a hypothetical thing, but I think if you do have Corbin win this, you should have, or, well, I mean, I know it's a count out, but if you don't have Gable win, I should say, you should have had Corbin do some bastard-ass heel shit, like steal a victory. That way Gable feels robbed, and maybe that would have helped the crowd reaction, you know? I think I think Corbin in this situation, I don't know what happens when he goes back to the main roster, did a face turn. I mean, at least a tweener, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't cheat. Nobody helped the him. New, I'm he telling you, that new, that new presentation 
people yeah. cheered it because it was badass. New. It's badass. Um, so big booze again to Gable. Now, Adam, one more question because Roman this Roman got booed out of the building in Philadelphia for the Royal Rumble. Should uh, Gable call Roman and see? Hey, uh, what do you think? No, I don't think Gable's up to that challenge yet. I don't know. No, nah, give him another year. Out, the Rock came out and it didn't matter at all. <laughs> I think as time goes on, we'll see. This is his first match, man. Roman had been shoved down everybody's throats by that time. Exactly. I, know I, of, I know I talked a lot of shit here because I just thought the match was the mat the, the the two competitors in the match. It, it didn't make sense for them to to wrestle each other because of what they were trying to accomplish by both. But I actually thought the intensity was good and the match was good. Yeah, Meltzer's rating. You know, you'd think it'd be like a botch fest or something, and it wasn't. It was pretty smooth. No, no, no. You know, no, these guys, these guys, these guys brought it. So that's well, all I, the. Uh, and I think ahead. what they wanted to do was decent too. They wanted to put him out there with somebody with a name to make it more like a a more galaxy match. Yeah. So they want to debut this guy. They, let's let's do it with somebody with with a name. And he's pretty yoked out too. Like, yeah. Plus, yeah, Cor- big big old dude. <laughs> Corbin's a good dude to go up against because he's a nice, a good veteran. So I do have uh, listener questions if you guys are ready. Let's get to them. You can send so, your questions to at Kickout Crew, and uh, you know uh, we post on the Twitter, and you can uh, or the X, I guess now, whatever, nah. and uh, you can reply to your questions there, or you can send them on Facebook. You can do uh, you know just reach out to us if you have a question that you want to hear on your show. That being said, Wait. Brad, yeah. Dude, uh, Mike's got Mike Gallagher, friend of the show, Mike Gallagher from the, as Mike uh, Whitaker would say, the zip bro codes. <laughs> <laughs> Two que- has a couple questions for us. But it is the start- zip code, bro. So we should uh, promote them properly. Absolutely. I always, we always joke. They, they always do a great job of promoting but us. But our new well. listeners don't know that. We appreciate them as well. Uh, so do you think Gable's ceiling is as high as Kurtz was? No, yeah. I don't think he makes it to current angle status. No, I absolutely think he's. You never know, though. You wouldn't think think Kurt Angle got where he was after watching that Stasiak match. So, I mean, you never know. No. But granted, I would say the Kurt comedy Kurt, I don't know if Gable has that in him. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I was thinking the same thing. Nobody thought that Kurt had it in him either, though. Boy, and he, damn. (laughs) (laughs) You know? But he did. What do you think, Devin? Uh, Gable was really charismatic and really tried to play to the crowd when he was back in Minnesota, uh, actually wrestling. So I, I feel like the charismatic and entertainment side, he's going to kind of come naturally. And then he does have a brother in the business like Adam talked about last week. So might have a chance at a tag team or some, you know, some future storylines down the road immediately. Damon I, Kemp, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's uh, he's got some charisma to him. Oh, he's good. Yes. He's real good. So I definitely think the ceiling is probably higher or just as high as Kurt Angle's. Good. For those of you that don't watch NXT, he was in uh, camp was involved with the um the brothers on the show. Do you remember the brothers there? Diamond uh, Mind. Diamond Mind, yes. He was involved with them. And he was he was good. And then he turned on him and he and then they kind of just stopped using him, but he's back now. So uh, uh looking forward to everything they all bring. So better moment by uh, Michael Gallagher. Milk truck or sexy Kurt? Milk truck. Sexy Kurt. Man, they're both good. <laughs> <laughs> they're both so good for different reasons. I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. With uh, with Sherry, that is pretty uh awesome. I will say this. Kurt is the milk truck. He loves that moment. He loves it so much. He talks about it all the time. He loves, he loves Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm going to go with uh, the milk truck just because of that. But they're both good. De- Devin, what'd you say? Milk truck. I uh, I did love Sexy Kurt. That that was pretty great. But I think the milk right. truck is just iconic. And, uh, and they're both good, though. It was. That is oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Friend of the show, Brandy Wagner, has a question. Dr. Tom always said that he never saw anyone attack the mat like Kurt Angle did. Now that the crew has learned to take bumps, <laughs> fuck off, Adam. From Dr. <laughs> Tom, from Dr. Tom, no less. No, you didn't, Adam. Do you agree with his assessment of Angle and his bumping? Do you see this in Gable as well? Not yet. You don't see the uh, the, the mat wrestling yet? No, I don't see him attacking the, the mat like Kurt Angle did yet. And he seemed aggressive to me. I think uh, I gotta see. I gotta see a little bit more from. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. I think Kurt was a natural like flat back bump. Like uh, you know, he he did the moves. Uh, but granted, Gable's new. But I think Kurt had no problem taking the flat back bumps. I guess like he he attacked the mat in that aspect like pretty good. He wasn't afraid to fall on his ass pretty much. What do you think, Dev? Uh, I I didn't do training, so I don't know how to attack the Mac correctly. Oh, for the love of God! All right, so... <laughs> I can teach you. Oh yeah, well yeah. Thanks, I mean, Ref Tom, Adam. Tom taught you so well in thirteen seconds. <laughs> the... All right, so... it, was, it was twelve seconds, but we'll thirteen. Okay. So for those of you that didn't see the video of me, I took a flat back bump and did not throw my arms out in the air and just fell down. But it it's. It's a lot to think about, and uh, yeah, Kurt, and good for him. I mean, he's an athlete. I'm half an athlete at best. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at best. Half is pretty friendly. <laughs> I can make free throws. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more question here from Adam Adam Jefferson, also part of the Zip Code Bros. Based on the crowd, um, based on the crowd at Great American Bash, Gable seemed DOA, but but Angle theorized that Gable trying to be a copy of Angle is how. WWE will make Gable a heel to start off. So is Gable dead on arrival or being a heel by copying Angle? Boy, that's a mouthful, huh? Perseverance, man. If they, you're up to, it's up to you to, you know, make yourself. And that is the thing about live crowds. Like, yeah, they may boo you, but moving forward, what do you do with that? You know, it's up yeah. to you to do something with it. You can boo hoo, wham wham, why don't they like me? Or you can just play into it and just work them, you know, because, hey, you know, you got to, do the crowd so if they if this is what they want then this is what you know do it uh to the best of your ability and he's got talent it's not like he's gonna just flatline i don't know if dead on arrival but he he did get booed i mean we did watch one guy get die rocky die and he blew the fuck up to one of the best ever so and here and the thing about that pretty much I guess. that reaction is different than this reaction to me that die rocky die was like go home heat like as they always yeah. say where this i don't think was i think they were true boos which is a good reaction. It, hey, that's a, yeah. Like they always say, like JR says on his podcast, at least they're reacting, you know? And um, I think that he is not copying Kurt. No, I, I don't think he's copying Kurt at all. I think, uh, I think there's, I think we'll wait and see, but I think he did. I think he did pretty good. And I think, he I think the well. crowd thinks that though. I think that's one thing you're going to have to disassociate. Like, Hey, we're not doing Kurt angle 2.0. And I think that's the thing he's going to have to work his way off of. I did not watch NXT last week. Did any of you? Because I didn't know if did he, if he came out and got a reaction. I, I'm like halfway through. I, I can't keep up, man. I'm a DVR guy, just like Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't got to get out yet. 
I will watch it all, but I haven't watched it all. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, man. It's a lot of wrestling on a week, isn't there? It really is. Remember when it used to be like two? And now it's <laughs> yeah. like if you miss one day, you're just fucked. <laughs> it's every night of the week except Sunday unless there's a pay-per-view. Yeah. He was on the show, Brian. Brian, you want to jump on for a minute? Um, what did you think, Adam? No, this question. Oh, I don't think he's copying Kurt that much. I mean, no more than he can because he's an Olympic gold medalist. He comes out with his gold medals. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's Kurt and copying Kurt because well, if, they are both gold medalists. I mean, yeah, right. but I would do the same thing if I had a gold medal. I'd wear that joker out there. Uh, Brian, what, how was the reaction to him? He was not on the show. They're going to, I oh, think they're holding the him off to try to get the reactions a little better for him. Okay, I read you wrong. Um, I apologize. So, uh, but question for the crew, because I was going to type it in the chat anyway. Uh, question from Bryant. Uh, <laughs> do you think that the, so Kurt is another example, much like Gable, the crowd turns on him. Do you think the Olympians who come in should come in as natural heels or do they baby face white, like try to be that white meat baby face for the crowd? No, so I think, nat- natural heel. See, I don't agree with that. I think every, every character is different. Every person's different. You got to play to their strengths. I think if, I you like just, if you just present them as that, then they'll probably be natural heels because people yeah. do them. Yeah. What was that, Devin? I think presenting them uh, as the like red, white, and blue, all blood American. Uh, I feel like it's a it's a perfect opportunity and perfect way for them to start and just see which way the crowd's going to react. Because if by chance they love it, he's already got a gimmick. He can keep running right. with it. I don't. I just don't think that's what they were going for. Yeah. I think they were going for the cheers. I think they, they were trying to make him out to be that all-American baby face. And they did it and it just and, shit in their face. Well, I think they exactly. blew it with this new presentation of Baron. They blew it with that yep. because yes. he was. They're they're presenting a brand new character, of Baron, that you can get behind. It, it was weird, a weird a weird thing to do, but I still like the match. But anyway, that's it for the questions, everyone. Hey, thanks everybody for the questions. Yeah. We appreciate them. Keep them coming. And you can keep them coming at Facebook at Kickout Crew and at Kickout Crew on Twitter. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> and shout out Brian. But uh, we're, gonna hey. we're gonna do that here and there. That's fun. You know what else is fun, Brad? What? It is the hottest rising segment in podcast today. Not only is this on the outline. Rising. I mean, damn. Not only in <laughs> wrestling, but in everything. You know it, I know it, and hey, new fans, you're going to know it, and you're going to love it. That's right. It's Waka 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 with Adam. So, Adam, take it away. Uh, so, next week, we you know, we start Diarrhea Awareness Month. Runs until Friday. Uh... <laughs> That's probably going to be next waka, Friday, waka. really. Usually just runs down my legs. As long as it's running, it's all that matters. <laughs> I asked my friend Sam to sing a song about iPhones. And Sam sung. Hey, waka, waka, waka. So, I'm starting a business to teach shorter people how to do math. I'm calling it Making the Little Things Count. <laughs> all right, and my last Fair one for the week. Says I got... You know, I had a guy come up to me trying to sell me a coffin. I said, hey, man, it's the last thing I need. <laughs> there it waka, is. Waka, waka, waka. Took me a minute. Literally. 
Because it's literally the last thing you'll need. Like, <laughs> so true. No, I had I only had four this week. They were kind of short. And oh, come on, just throw one more at us. Come on, pal. I ain't got no more. Come on, just say something funny. Okay, all right. How about this? Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> I knew we had something. No, I, I mean, um, oh, friend God. of the show, Randy Elkara, sent me one. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, then why, are you, why aren't we helping? Randy. I haven't opened it yet, so Please I don't know what it's going to be. Let's see how bad it is, huh? Let's see if it's kid-friendly. <laughs> this is not... <laughs> what is about to be said is not expressed by the kick character. It's strictly Randy Elkori's words. Oh, uh, here we go. What did one butt cheek say to the other butt cheek? I'm split down the middle. <laughs> I don't know why. I said that. Together, we can stop this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That was good, Randy. That is my father. <laughs> For those that don't know, shout out. That's to my literally. Dad. He sent that to me. Probably, yeah. Um, not even an hour ago, he sent it to me. We got to get good. my dad on on the network. It, once, uh, hilarious. That to, would be. We just got to get him on here. We got to start him on the show. Yeah. Know him trying to get on in the middle. Bones. <laughs> 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 But that would be cool to be like me and my dad on a network, right? Wouldn't that be something? It'd be crazy. <laughs> no, thanks, Randy. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Well, hey, you know, Brad, do you like the Olympics? You know what? I don't like my segment, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so I, you can always change it because that's the beauty of your show. So, all right. Let's talk about Olympics, all right? So Let's I freaking it. sent a text out. No one answered it, but Devin. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate that. What is your favorite Olympic movie? So out of these two movies, which oh. one do you like? And if you have a third option, give it to me. Is it Cool Runnings or is it Miracle? I haven't seen either of them. You haven't seen either of them? You're such an asshole. What? Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. What? Cool Runnings is an amazing movie. I'm talking amazing movie. You want to talk about never give up and perseverance? You watch that, and you'll be cheering for them fucking Jamaican bobsledders by the end of it. You got fuck it, you know, finish, finish the job. Yeah, hey, Cool Runnings is awesome. I like Rudy. That's a never give up. That is not an Olympic movie. What? (laughs) John Candy's in it. Shout out. Shout out. Frankie B. Frankie B. Loves him some John Candy. Did you see Miracle, James? I. You know what, Brad? I lived. Well, I didn't live it because I wasn't born yet. But I know the story. I don't need well, Kurt Russell to tell me how it went. I know it's, ex- it's they're both excellent movies. Um, uh, Devin, which one is your favorite movie? Miracle on Ice. That happened up here near me at Lake Placid, in New York. So I've went to the facility a couple times. So I've watched the movie <laughs> probably ten times. You were born on what the thirtieth anniversary of it? Yeah, right. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I was four years old when it came out. So what could you possibly be? Or when the uh, I mean, when the actual thing happened. It is a cool story, you know. uh, Everybody at home, please watch both of them. They're tremendous movies. I I do like cool stories, though. Both true stories. A Jamaican bobsled team, guys. There's no ice in Jamaica. (laughs) At all. (laughs) I don't even know if they can freeze the water to make ice in Jamaica. The the story is this. Three sprinters, like, run over each other at the tryouts of the Olympics. So because they're so pissed off 
that they didn't make it in uh, the hundred yard dash or whatever it was back then. They decided to be on the bobsled team. That's it. Well, uh, you kind of got recruited because they were like, "Hey, man, if you can run and jump in this little uh, thing, you, you guys will zip through everywhere." So anyway, it's, they're uh, both they're both about a little little the little engine that could type stuff. You know, yeah, definitely. So, what, so with, without looking, what year did that come out? Without looking, 93? I'm going to say 1996. What do you, uh, Devin? What do you think? 87. James. 93. Bingo. 93. That was the that year was about riding my childhood. That, that was the year yeah, come out. 93. Feel the ride. So Brian and then they're, uh, they're praising the, the bathtub and all this stuff, and it's like, thank God you dead. I'm not dead. Oh man, that that movie. And then I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but spoilers. 1993, <laughs> and it is a true event, I guess. <laughs> but uh, hey, and man, the miracle was 2004. They picked that fucking thing up and they finished that race. I mean, because when life gets you down, just kick out of two, baby. And they didn't let that shit get them down. They picked up that fucking bobsled and they walked it across the fucking finish line. The Swedish team loved it. Swedish team loved it. And they were the jerk-offs, right? They were the villains, the Swedish team, for some reason. We're at the Mighty Ducks, but for bobsled. Mighty Ducks. That's like Mighty Ducks 2. That's my favorite. That's an Olympic movie, right? Yeah. When the Mighty Ducks are Team USA. Yeah, that's my favorite Mighty Ducks. Kids Olympics. They gave Benny the Jet to come play with them. So Brian also said, I told you. Yeah, the knuckle puck. Yeah. Hey, and that guy, the guy that played uh the big dude, the dude from picking Pete, out Pete, too, because he had a rough uh <laughs> rough go, and he's you know on the up and up now. Yeah, that is true. So Bryant mentioned the fox catcher and uh, I Tanya, uh, Tanya Harding. Uh, hell of a story. Hell of a story. <laughs> yeah, the so fox catcher. Uh... <laughs> uh, he did not. Uh, yeah, unfortunate story for the fox catcher. But I Tanya definitely. Tanya Harding kicked out it too. She's doing good now. She was on Dancing with the Stars. I cheered for her. Everybody Why? makes mistakes. Why? She was uh she she uh she moved on and I, I root for her now. That's true. So what's your favorite Olympic sport as far as the Olympics or the as far as the uh winter Olympics go? And if you need me to name them off, I will. Go we for don't, it. don't have that much time. Oh, we do. We don't have time for the summer. How about curling? Curling. <laughs> Curling is the answer, and it's the only answer. <laughs> yep. Curling, Brian says. Everybody is curling. <laughs> yes. I don't know why it's curling so is the best. It's because some drunk guy made it up in his backyard, and that is a fact. Let's get on the ice. Let's get some squeegee, <laughs> and let's just start doing You got to okay. get it close enough. You know, but uh, hey, we don't have our, our shuffleboard's broken, so let's just uh, do it on the ice. Fuck, we got ice. You have brooms? Squeegee's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> what a bullshit sport, right? Dude, the U.S. team at the last Olympics looked like it looked like you went out there with fucking four random dudes. Be like, hey, you guys busy? <laughs> you, got, you trying to make a couple hundred bucks? <laughs> well, that's another question I have about some of these sports. Is the guy on the skeleton or the loser? Is he really the best in that sport, or is he the only one doing it? Like, he's so obviously not the same as playing basketball against Michael Jordan, is it? Like who's where do you learn to luge at? Do you have a luging area? Do you have a luging area over there in Melbourne? You seem like a loser, Brad. You should. I know. am a big loser. 
Soy un perdedor. That's what she said. Yeah, was, that was a freak. I teed you right up. But wow. hey, here's the thing. Uh, and I don't want to get down this rabbit hole, but that's kind of how like men's U.S. soccer is like. Boy, this is gonna sound bad because Pulisic is a badass. But a lot of our best athletes are playing other sports. So yeah. You know, because a lot of international best athletes are playing soccer, but a lot of our best athletes are playing like football, basketball, baseball, different world. But shout out Pulisic. He's a badass. So, all right. What's your favorite summer sport? 100 meter. Devin? Javelin. Got to launch himself over. Uh, Ski shooting. All right. Women's beach volleyball. Uh, (laughs) I'm not touching that one. We can't. Oh, yeah, I can. Can't. They want to work. I, I can. <laughs> I can and I will. Hey, anyway, shout out to a... men's basketball. That's kind of my favorite Olympic uh, summer sport because, you know, best day. What do you think of the, the, that horse thing where they were like, they dance around a little bit, the equestrian thing? It's not even like they're jumping. They're just kind of like dancing out there. I mean, what about what, what about what uh, Will Ferrell Women's did? gymnastics, we fucking run the game on nah, women's that's gymnastics. Good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, that's fun to watch. Miles is back, so. Good luck, how, world. How about the row? How about the rowing? <laughs> huh? The rowers, the the boys in the boat. Stroke, <laughs> stroke, <laughs> stroke. You want to talk about some strong ass guys and girls for that matter? Endurance. And how skateboarding is an Olympic sport? Water polo. Marco. Hello. Marco. Wait till they add e games, and we're gonna be like, you know. And then there's still table tennis. Otherwise known as ping pong. Ping pong. Shout out to Forrest Gump. If WWE 2K23 is in the E games at the Olympics, I'm entering that sucker. Back to you, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all and I that got. That was guys. some gold medal shit right there. <laughs> just wanted to talk a little bit about the Olympics this week. We'll, be, like right, we'll be back to your regular scheduled programming next week. And that's Dougie oh. Doug in this movie. Oh, okay. Speaking of uh, regularly scheduled programming, what are people watching these days? That's something that Devin's demographic could help us with. So, uh, Devin, what uh, what you got, uh, you know, for us? This week I was scrolling through the TV, and I stopped on True TV. I just watch that every now and then, so I was watching Impractical Jokers. On after that was Tacoma FD. I'm yes, yes. Please tell me you watched it. Every now and then, I'm just, I watch that show. It's pretty funny. They they have some jokes and stuff. I'm just watching it, and I'm like, I think that's Dexter Loomis. <laughs> so I look into it. I search online. Dexter Loomis pops up immediately. Dexter Loomis on the next episode of Tacoma FD. So that's my demographic this week. Go watch Tacoma FD, and you'll see Dexter Loomis, Sam Shaw, Indy's husband, Season four. You gotta, I mean, he fits right in. <laughs> I mean, he fits right in. Super Trooper, shout out. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what it all stems from. The same guys, right? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Broken yeah. Lizard. <laughs> Broken yeah, Lizard. The, he's got Super that hazard, thick mustache huh? and everything. Fits right in. If you want to hear him actually talk, check out Tacoma FD. Oh, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for him to talk. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Devin. <laughs> Back to you, James. The <laughs> uh, dynamite stuff. Really appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, hey, but yeah, no lie. Shout out to the Broken Lizard guys. They've been funny for, you know, years. And 
These schnozzers. Shout out to the General Lee, huh? <laughs> Duke's a hazard, right? Broken lizard. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh, are we cooking anything this week? I'm not. Someone's doing it right, Devin. I was surprised <laughs> due to the electrical storm, so I ain't even cooking shit. So Not for on. this week, <laughs> on Mike's Meat Minute, he wanted me to talk about air fryer beef jerky. You have my attention. Mine too. All he told me about it was he sent me a link. So here we go. Thanks for being right. How to make air fryer beef jerky in the air fryer. Ingredients. What beef to use for Hold jerky? on, hold on. Before you read this, does it really say how to make air fryer beef jerky in the air fryer? Is that really what it says? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can't read that, but I believe yeah, it's it. not. That's like I don't know how, to... how to make pasta in a pot with pasta. <laughs> you know, how to make air fryer how to make beef burgers jerky. on a grill with a grill. Uh, can you do you have the recipe how to make air fryer beef jerky in an oven? This is what we do the mic, if you remember. Yeah. Well, you just gotta get some tender beef, cut it up, and then you can use three different marinades of your choice. You can either use a teriyaki beef marinade, a smoked beef marinade, liquid smoke. Or a spicy beef marinade. There it is. And Mike will be posting all of the recipes for those three marinades on Twitter or X this week. So check out Mike's I like how y'all throw up the X. Shout out Des Bryant. (laughs) Des dropped it, so. Awesome. That's Mike's meat minute. Back to you, James. Thanks for filling in. Hashtag Des caught it, asshole. Um, so I guess, uh, now that we've got us what to watch, we got us what to eat. What's next week? Adam. So I talked to a guy when I was in the locker room this past weekend. (laughs) And, uh, his, he goes by the name of Vinny Pacifico. Nice. So I'm working on getting him in for next week. I mean, unless something changes, he'll be on. So. Look forward to that. I have a couple of matches picked out here shortly. And uh, awesome. we'll, probably, we'll probably do a watch along style if y'all are cool with that. Now, I believe he was just on the Kurt Angle show a couple weeks ago. Exactly. He just got signed to a uh, to energy drink. Awesome. And I think it's G Fuel. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. Kick out crew. I appreciate that. So he's going to join yeah. us next weekend unless something changes. He is a busy man. I can't wait to do that watch along style. That'll be yeah, fun, huh? huh? Yeah, at least it's on here and not that other crap we used. Uh, exactly. <laughs> TBD on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, we got everything. We covered all of the stuff, and some would say. My goodness, is this a gold medal episode or what? I like uh, our premiere on premiere, and I think uh, moving forward, this is going to be fun and just a great, uh, you know, partnership, friendship. want to thank everybody for uh, following along on today's episode, and uh, 
Well, hey, not only should you subscribe to Premier Streaming Network for the beauty of our uh, show, well, it's your show, actually, but uh, you can see a bunch of other great things. But I will say this, if there's something that's just bugging the hell out of you and you just need to, you know, kind of rant about it a little bit, that'd be something to brag to do, you know, rant Stanton. And that is at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. Um, if uh, you feel like watching some things, well, hey, Devin is uh, in the know and keeps up with those demographics. So that would be at Devin D19. And uh, you feel like laughing or is there just some things as an in-ring performer that you would love to discuss? Well, hey, we have not only a resident joke teller, but a resident person in the business. And that is Adam, which is at Adam underscore from underscore Bama. That's Adam from Bama. Hey, 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 you bring that up. I just did an interview. I just did an interview with a guy that I've been really listening to in the locker room here lately. He's probably helped me more than anybody so far. His name is Patrick O'Malley. He's located. He's he's out of Tennessee. Um, not a big big name guy, but he's only been doing it a couple of years. But really, really knowledgeable about about refereeing and whatnot. Uh, it's a little thirty minute interview. You know, I, I don't want to take his time too much because he was actually. I actually pulled him from a training session he was given. So um hopefully it drops here to come. It should be out by the time this is. Oh definitely. So, will. Okay, good deal. So it should be out. Go listen to that. Patrick O'Malley. Um good listen. Great guy. So hopefully y'all like that one. And uh, a good Irish fellow, huh? Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Patrick O'Malley. Love it. With a pop. Adam Adam does has a a lot of interviews on our YouTube channel, which you can check out. Kick out crew on YouTube. You can get uh, our previous full episodes and you can get a, a lot of uh, clips and a lot of bonus stuff that you hate. It's your show, so you might as well check it out. And uh, our uh, fellow compadre, Mike, uh, wasn't able to join us tonight, but he is part of the Kick Out crew also. And he does the Mike's Meat Minute. So if there's a recipe you want to hear, or uh, maybe there's a recipe you want uh, him to talk about, that would be. Uh, at uh, Whitaker1028 for uh, your Mike's Meat Minute, uh, you know, recipes and suggestions. And uh, as always, our powers combined, we are the Kickout Crew, which, hey, aren't we all? But you can reach us at Kickout Crew on Twitter. And before we get going, I just want to say, you know, we talk about uh, gold medal uh, stuff and gold medal athletes on this episode quite a bit. And... Uh, do you think they were just undefeated forever? Or did they happen to face some perseverance in their life? And hey, maybe, you know, it's not like they didn't take a couple losses. But what did they do? They never gave up. And they kicked out it too. Because that's what we do. That's what you do on your show. It's a kickout crew. Because always remember, when life gets you down, hey, just kick out it too. So uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Be sure to, you know, like, follow, and subscribe, and you'll be seeing a lot more of us. In fact, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.